0: and welcome back to another episode of Stabby Snippets here on Three Spooked Girls. I am your co-host, Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, Spooksters. This week here on Stabby Snippets, we're going to be talking about the grandma killer, or as she's more affectionately known by law enforcement as Losing Streaked Lois. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> right? I love it. <laughs> Sometimes cops are super witty. Right, I know. (laughs) Shout out to the U.S. Marshal Service. (laughs) (laughs) So Lois Reese was 56 years old, and she was married to David Reese, who was 54. And the couple had three children, but they were adult age, so out of the house. In fact, they had grandchildren. Lois and David lived in the quiet town of Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. Okay, sounds quiet. And at a whopping 2,000 plus than 2,000 people I should say wow (laughs) not even 2,000 David co-owned the Prairie the Prairie Wax Worm Farm that sounds like a place I need to go to (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I Googled it and I found like some weird listing for it and they share their revenue. They make about $65,000 a year. That's actually really surprising for that specific of a place. <laughs> right? I was like, okay, is this gross or net? I need to know. <laughs> we need a new career, Jessica. Right? Like we're fine. <laughs> I'll go work at a waxworm. I don't I'm assuming it's some sort of lure shop. I didn't look into it. I probably should have, but that's not the main focus. So when you said wax, I instantly thought of like a wax museum full of worms, like statues and stuff. I mean, that would equally be as amazing. <laughs> that would be our version of it. <laughs> right. Like if we opened a waxworm farm, it would just be like different worms doing like cartoony gestures that were wax figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that what you're thinking? That's precisely what I'm thinking. <laughs> same brain, same brain. Oh god. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no problem. So like I said, David co-owned that and Lois ran a daycare, which you're going to be like, somebody let her near children? Okay. The couple seemed normal, loving. They had a great relationship. Friends and family members say they were really sweet and kind. And one of her sons described her as a great lady. She's a great grandma. Very happy. But like most people in their lives, they have strains on their life. And Lois's was that she had a secret that she was keeping. Lois was addicted to gambling. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. She ended up actually misappropriating funds to take care of her sister. Her sister was disabled. Her name is Kimberly. And Lois siphoned off about (gasps) $80,000 of money that was supposed to be used to take care of Kimberly. Oh. Right. So we're not quite sure what happened, but we think that the pressure from this and her little secret was getting to Lois. And she was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I want a new life. So on March 23rd, 2018, David was found with multiple gunshots with a twenty two caliber handgun. And he was found in the bath. Like, here's the thing. I've watched a lot of different videos on this. And some of them say he was found in their home, in their bathroom. And others say is that he was found at the Waxworm store. In the bathroom. Oh, so he was found in a bathroom. That's what the consensus is. Yeah, he's found in a bathroom. We don't know what bathroom, but he was found in a bathroom. And he was also found with like towels over him. Oh, uh, okay. So like covering him. So to show remorse, as they would say on Criminal Minds. I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds in this quarantine. It's okay. I've been watching a lot of NCIS, so we're fine. <laughs> I'm picking up FBI lingo or fake FBI. I don't know if it's real. Just saying. <laughs> we'll pretend it is. <laughs> On that day, a fraudulent transaction from David's business account was made to his personal account in the amount of $11,000. And then from there, three checks were written from David's account to Lois, basically equaling $11,000. Hmm. Coincidence, Right? So David was found and his wife was nowhere to be found. Immediately she became a person of interest. They were like, husband is dead. Wife isn't answering calls. I don't even think her phone was on. Like, Lois was gone. Done. Disappeared. The police began to share the story. And they got a lead. On that same day, on March 23rd, Lois was seen at a gas station asking for directions. Now, if you go to the sources page, there's a lot of videos on there you'll see will actually like show. And this gas station was next to a casino. Oh. Go figure. Mm. Yeah, she was seen on the 23rd of the gas station. And then at the 24th, she was seen at that casino. She asked the cashier, if you were going south, would you take the 35 south or whatever? And he said, yeah, pretty much. So at this point in time, they know she's heading south, but south of, and this was in Iowa, south of Iowa, there's a lot south of Iowa, depending on which way you're going. So all they knew is that she was on the road, she'd been seen in Iowa, she was heading south, and she was driving their 2005 White Escalade, which I'm like, girl, that is not a car to be driving across the country in. It's a lot of gas, burning through that $11,000 just in gas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So on April 2nd, a little time later, you, you know, days later, Tess Coster, who was living in Fort Myer, Florida, who was also a former Blooming Prairie resident, was working in her garage. She looked up and saw a white Escalade pulling up in front of her driveway, which she was kind of like, what the hell, who's this? And kind of started going back to work and then looked up again and noticed a blonde woman had gotten out of the car and Tess was in shock because before her at the end of her driveway was motherfucking Lois. <laughs> And Tess knew that Lois was missing this whole time. Like, because she still had friends and family back in Minnesota. So she knew she was missing. She says the two locked eyes and then Lois panicked and left saying, like, oh my gosh, wrong house, wrong house, wrong house. And then got in her car and drove away. Immediately, Tess, like, once she got out of the shock, she walked inside and told her husband what she had seen. And here's the really weird thing that you're probably like... Why Tess? Well, Tess and Lois look an awfully lot alike. Oh, okay. So Tess goes inside to her husband and is like, oh my God, I just saw Lois. We need to call the cops. So they're talking to the cops and the cops are like, why do you think she showed up? And she's like, well, we look a lot alike. And the police kind of formulate a theory that she's looking... to take over someone's life. and Another theory is that she drove all the... Like, Florida (laughs) feels like it's probably the farthest place in the world away from Minnesota. So she probably knew that someone lived there and just drove there. Because the police were trying to connect why she would end up in Florida. Right. So Tess has told the police this. Now, we're going to flash forward about seven days to April 9th when a hotel, like a kind of a hotel that's like has condos, went to check on someone who was supposed to check out And when they went into this, to the condo, they found Pamela Hutchinson dead in the bathroom. She was shot with a .22 caliber and was covered in towels. She had no identification. Her car was missing from the hotel parking lot and all of her money and everything was gone. So they start to try to piece together what is happening. And they start, they look at hotel footage and they see that there's this other woman with Pamela. And they start like, they call out to local places. Basically, they can pinpoint That on April 4th, so two days after the test incident, Lois met Pamela at a bar, like at a restaurant, and they hit it off, and they became friends, and they were talking, and they were just like, oh, we're really great friends now. Please don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So Pamela was in Fort Myer because she was going to, like, there was a town kind of close by that she was going to go visit some friends. In fact, she was there to support one of her friends who had lost their husband, and they were going to scatter the ashes. And so she happened to like Fort Myer. So that's why she was staying there because it was a little cheaper also than where her friends were. So like I said, Pamela and Lois became fast friends. And on April 5th, the two were seen at the Smoking Oyster Brewery. And this is the last known footage of Pamela alive. Hmm. On April 6th, which is the next day... A woman that kind of sounded like Lois, but was acting like Pamela, called the front desk and asked to extend her stay by three days. And of course, the hotel accommodated. Later that day, bank transactional records would show that Pamela's account had $5,000 withdrawn from it. When they pull up the footage of it, it is not Pamela obviously. As they think that Pamela was killed either the night of the 5th or the morning of the 6th. But it's more likely the 5th because that night they see Lois like pacing and she's wearing like Pamela's hat and she's like taking suitcases out to the car and she also has like trash bags full of stuff and she seems like really upset. So, a little weird. At this point in time, Lois steals Pamela's car, her cards, and begins driving the coastline of the Mexican Gulf Coast. So, like, up through Florida, Jessica's bad at geography, <laughs> down through Texas. <laughs> you know, like those dates. Mm -hmm. And along the way, she takes about 1500 extra dollars from Pamela's account she's withdrawing. She's using Pamela's IDs to check into hotels. She's paying like cash. She stayed at one hotel, like a Hilton, like a nice Hilton. Not like, oh, look, a Hilton. (laughs) No, like the, ooh, Hilton. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like ordered room service and movies and was just like hanging out. And the whole time she was like, checked in under Pamela's name, but she had to keep moving because once they discovered that Pamela had been killed, she couldn't really do that for very much longer. So like between the 9th and the 19th, she is traveling from Florida to Texas. And the last they had really seen of her was in like Corpus Christi. So they're thinking she's making a run for the border. On April 19th, 10 days after Pamela was found, A hotel employee by the name of George Higginbottom. I adore his name. <laughs> <laughs> he called because he had been watching the news and he had seen a report like, look out for this person. She was last seen in Corpus Christi. And he realized that this was someone who was staying in, this was like a Motel 6 type. And he realized, oh yeah, this person is here. So within 30 minutes, U.S. Marshals arrested Pamela at a seafood restaurant in South Padre Island, Texas, which is only about 27 miles north of the border oh wow yeah that makes me think she was trying to scoot over there right but she didn't go fast enough no <laughs> like that's 10 days like you could drive across the country in less than that we got to alaska in less than that from georgia come on now we have to go through canada come on now <laughs> right but you have to also take into a fact that you aren't addicted to gambling so like every chance she got she was stopping along the way to gamble yeah Police think that the reason that she got caught or let her guard down is that she got really comfortable and was okay being seen in public. Like, the last they had seen of her, she was in Corpus Christi. I think she had been staying in, like, one location, like, a few days, so they probably thought she was still there. But... Prior to May 9th or May 29th of 2018, Lois was extradited back to Florida. And on June 6th, she was indicted on first degree murder with a firearm. And that also she had some extra charges on there we'll talk about in a second. But when she was in Texas, I watched a lot of like news coverage on that. And a lot of it was like, well, who gets to extradite her? Who gets here first? Mm, Makes sense. Texas was like, whoever comes to get her first wins. And Florida won. (laughs) I think also, like, the way you have to look at it, too, is that in Minnesota, they haven't had the death penalty enacted since, like, 1919 or something. It's, like, 1917. It's been, like, a long time. Um, (laughs) So, they probably were like, why don't Florida take her? Because Florida has the death penalty. So, she's in Florida currently still, just so that everyone knows. But on May twenty third, two 2019, Lois was indicted, and she actually was indicted over the phone in Dodge County, Minnesota, which is where, like, Blooming Prairie is. I don't know why that's such a hard word for me to say, but it is. <laughs> it's okay. <Blooming> prairie. <laughs> a first-degree murder with a firearm and a second-degree murder of her husband, David. Like I said, she's in Florida and... At this point in time, like, she would be facing the death penalty because Florida is a death penalty state. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for the death penalty. But on December 17th, 2019, Lois enters a guilty plea for killing Pamela Hutchinson. And basically, Pamela's family says if she agrees to plead guilty to all counts, she can have life in prison for the rest of her life with the condition that it's without parole. And the judge is like, I'll take it. (laughs) So she pled guilty to first degree murder with a firearm, grand theft auto, grand theft and criminal use of a personal information because she like stole all the money. Mm -hmm. So you're probably thinking what's happening with the Minnesota case. Well, she was getting ready to be extradited back to Minnesota and COVID happened. So, as of March 5th, she is set to return to stand trial for the murder of her husband. Like I said, there's no death penalty. There's a possibility that she'll also face embezzling charges because you have to look at the fact that she was the caretaker for her sister. And she stole $80,000 from her sister's money. And then also the fact that she did that fraudulent transfer of the $11,000 from his work account to his personal account. And obviously, David didn't do that because he was deceased. And like the sad thing is, is it's like this is such a small town. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if her kids are going to move or what, because it's like, could you imagine, like, the town I actually grew up in has less than 2,000 people in it, like that my house physically lived in. Mm -hmm. So I know that small town field, there's one stoplight in the town I grew up in. And it got added, I want to point this out, it got added after I moved out and like away. The the first time I came home and it was there, I was like, the fuck is this shit? (laughs) What is this? Oh, my God. Like, this is such a small town. Like, there was a gas station and they wanted to put a Burger King in it because they're like, oh, people drive through here. Burger King would do well. And then there's this, like, small town burger joint. And they basically were like, "Mm mm-mm, you put that in there, you'll kill our business. And the town didn't put the Burger King in. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. Definitely would have. Yeah. So really, uh, well, obviously, when something happens, we will let you know what's going on. Obviously, because she pled guilty, there was no trial. And a lot of like news reports were kind of insinuating or inferring that there was a lot more evidence that she would have been like nailed with. And most likely she would have gotten the death penalty. So that's why she pled guilty. And as for Tess, like I have theories on that. I think Lois just like saw her and panicked. Because I I honestly think that her whole intention was to f- drive down to Florida and take over Tess's life. And, like, the weird thing is, if you look at Tess and her husband, and then you look at Lois and David, they, like, are mirroring... You know how, like, one looks like the knockoff? Like, Lois and David look like the knockoff of Tess and her husband. Like, they look so similar. That's crazy. And so I think she probably thought it would be really easy to go down there and just kind of, like, take over her life. And at the time when Tess was reporting, she was saying, like, I think she came down here because I'm here. And she knows we have... Because Tess and her husband have, like, a bunch of, like, rental properties. And she's probably looking for a place to hide out and just chickened out. And I believe that she had every intention of killing tess oh absolutely and like the creepy thing is if you google her if you google lois reese and it's you can see the spelling in the title of this episode you will see that in her mugshot she's fucking smiling Mm -hmm. and she's wearing like when they arrest her she's wearing like these little like shorts and a tank top and she looks like she's just living her best life and i'm like woman you murdered two people she don't care. She don't care. Jeez. Good thing she's in jail. It's true. She's in prison in Florida. Hmm. You also have to think about, like, the fact that, well, I didn't share this so you wouldn't know to think of it, but she actually was kind of a chameleon-like person. She would change, like, the way she looked, and she would look totally different. Like, when she had dark hair, like, no one could recognize her. So, like, she had darker hair, and then she went blonde, and then she went, like, platinum bleach blonde. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. I just think that it's hilarious that the... The U.S. Marshals called, called her losing streak Lois, because that's what she was doing. She would go and gamble the money away and then move on. So that is it for me this week. And of course, once COVID is over, I'm sure she's going to go up to Minnesota, if nothing less, to just plead guilty. Because at this point, she's never getting out of prison as it is. And obviously, they would be like congruent sentences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated once we find out what's going on. Which, knowing our luck, there will be an update tomorrow. Right. <laughs> 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 that always happens. Tomorrow, we'll wake up and it'll be like everywhere. I'll be like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's going to wrap it up for us this week. We hope you've had a good week so far, and we will see you back here on Monday for a full length episode. Bye. Bye.